It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. Hope you're having a blessed weekend. Remember, for more information on the show, you can always like us on our Facebook page. That's Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. You can also listen to the show anytime you like. Just head to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. We begin this morning with Rick Pender. Rick is the author of the book, 100 Things to Do in Cincinnati Before You Die. It is the second edition of the book. He's here this morning to talk all about it. It is our pleasure to welcome Rick Pender to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Rick. How are you? I'm great. Great to be here with you, Rodney. No problem. So let's talk about this now. I remember seeing your name in City Beat quite often. Um, so tell me about your role there, and, sure. and are you still writing with them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started writing for them in 1994 when the paper started publishing uh, as a freelancer. I am a theater critic, and that's principally what I wrote for them. But in 98, they asked me to come on board as their arts editor, and I did that from uh, 98 to 2006. And then I moved on to some other jobs but uh, continued to freelance for them, and I am still today on a limited basis, since the paper's publishing on a limited basis, I'm still writing about theater for them. All right. Good for you. Now, so three years ago, you published this book, 100 Things to Do in Cincinnati Before You Die. So how did you come up with this concept for the book? Where did the idea come from? Well, actually, the idea came to me from a publisher in St. Louis called Reedy Press. This is one of a there's probably four dozen of these books that are out for cities across the United States. Okay. And they approached me about writing it. So I did the first edition in 2016. Uh, what we're talking about now is the second edition, which came out just about a year ago. Okay. So before we get on to the, the new edition, I want to talk about some other things. Yeah. So I have to ask you this now, as a Cincinnati native myself, um, I think there's some things here in Cincinnati that we definitely take for granted Um, that are right here under our nose. Um, Do you find that to be true in terms of entertainment and things to do here? I think that's absolutely true. That's part of the reason for the book. It's intended, uh, as its cover shows with a little tiny bucket on it, that it's meant to be sort of a bucket list of things to do. And so it's a good book for locals to say, oh, you know, I've lived here all this time and I've never gone to the zoo or, uh, you know, I've never walked across the suspension bridge. So these are things that I might think about doing. It's also a great book for people coming in from out of town to have a list of things to do when they're here. Okay. So I want to talk about this because I think one of the things that um, is growing or making Cincinnati more unique is this craft beer um, community. Um, Let's talk very briefly about that. And what do you have in the book? And what should we be sampling? What beers should we be sampling here? Well, you're asking a guy who's a beer drinker, so I'm glad to talk a little bit about that. We have a great local beer scene, uh, and and we have a long history of beer making, you know, going back into the 19th century with all the Germans who came here. That was uh, one of their principal products. Uh, That all sort of faded away with prohibition in the early 20th century. But uh, now there's been this rebirth of craft brewing, and we have more than a dozen local breweries that that are 
pumping out the suds for everybody to enjoy. Uh, and there are lots of them. I mean, the really big popular ones are uh, Mad Tree and Rheingeist and several of them, but there's lots of smaller ones too. And a lot that are uh, not just in Over the Rhine. Over the Rhine is where all the old German breweries were, uh, but now we've got them all over the place. Fretboard is up in Blue Ash. I mean, there there are, uh, there. if you're in a neighborhood, there's probably a brewery nearby where you can go and sample something. Okay. Anything that made your your list that we maybe need to put on our bucket list in terms of, of breweries and things like that? Well, what, one that I like to talk about, and I've got a bit about it in the book, is the uh, Taft's Ale House down and over the Rhine on Race Street. It's in an old church, uh, so it's sort of an interesting place to go to drink beer. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's themed on uh, President William Howard Taft, who's uh, also in my book, his birthplace at any rate, is uh, somewhere you can visit here. But uh, he probably uh, tossed back a few during his lifetime based on uh, on his size. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. In the studio with me is Rick Pinder. He is a Cincinnati journalist and author of the book, 100 Things to Do in Cincinnati. Now, let's talk about this now. You mentioned Over the Rhine, but that is becoming so popular, you know, with restaurants and businesses. Um, you talked about a brewery there, but let's Talk about some other things that are in Over the Rhine and how that's developing. Sure. Well, one of the big attractions in Over the Rhine is Washington Park, all kinds of festivals and things like that. And uh, even in these days of the coronavirus, where we have to be more careful about crowds and that sort of thing, there's stuff going on in Washington Park that's definitely worth keeping an eye on. Uh, Occasional festivals uh, and events there. Um, I also like to talk about Music Hall, although Music Hall is not open itself right now because of the need for limiting crowds getting together. Mm -hmm. There are opportunities for things to do there. I'm uh, on the board of the Friends of Music Hall, which is an organization kind of dedicated to preserving the hall and its great architecture. And we do tours. Uh, We've recently been doing outdoor tours of the uh, architecture of the building and talking about that. Once Once things return to normal, we hope, sooner rather than later, uh, we do indoor tours also, and that's something that people can definitely take advantage of. Okay, so let's stay in over the Rhine. Let's talk about some of the things that you may have in the book um, in terms of eating, for dining, for those that may be interested. uh, You know, that's always (laughs) a good spot for me. Well, we all like to eat. Yeah, we we do. We do. Uh, One of my favorite places there is Taste of Belgium. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's an interesting place. It's not, you know, Belgian food. Who, who knows a lot about Belgian food? Well, Jean-Francois Fleche, who is the founder of it, knows a lot about it. And he's introduced a lot of Cincinnatians to Belgian waffles and uh, other kinds of interesting things. And Belgian ales. They serve a lot of uh, beer that comes from, uh, from that part of Europe. So that's definitely a good place. And they have more locations, but their, their first restaurant location is at 12th and Vine there in, in Over the Rhine. It's a great place to stop. All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. More information about the show can be found on our Facebook page. Visit us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. You can also listen to the show anytime you like. Just head to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Again, we're in the studio with Rick Pender. He is a Cincinnati journalist and the author of the book, 100 Things to Do in Cincinnati Before You Die. Now you have a second edition of the book, um, Rick, and let's talk about that. After three years, you decided to come out with the second edition of the book. 
What were some of the factors that led to the second edition? Well, uh, probably the easiest one to describe is the passage of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Over three years' time, a few of the items that I had in the book uh, had gone out of existence. Uh, We used to have the duck tours, for instance, over Mm -hmm. at Newport on the levee, and that's not happening anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had uh, Cincinnati Gardens in there, and Cincinnati Gardens doesn't exist anymore. So Mm -hmm. I needed to replace a few of those. And then there were changes in some of the other items that I wrote about. For instance, uh, in 2016, Fiona hadn't been born yet. And so uh, Fiona has to be in the book as a thing to do. I had the zoo in the book, but I needed to update that item. So about a a quarter, maybe a third of the items in the book were refreshed for the edition that came out a year ago, either brand new things or uh, things like – like the zoo, as I mentioned, that uh, needed to be updated. Okay. What were some of the things that you learned from the first book that you made sure you put in the second thing, or just some of the things in general about writing and publishing books? What was the learning curve like? Well, the first time I I did have the advantage uh, the first time with the book that uh, I was able to see copies of the books from some other cities to see what kinds of things they had included. And there are uh, there are uh, five categories of uh, titles that they uh, that they include in every one of their books. Food and drink is one. Music and entertainment is a second one. The third is sports and recreation. The fourth is culture and history. And the fifth is uh, shopping and fashion. And so, I, you know, I had a little bit of a framework to hang this all on. But in terms of uh, what did I learn, uh, I think that I, what, one of the things that I really picked up on was trying to find things that were family friendly. That's stuff that a lot of people have turned to this book for, I guess, especially during the pandemic with, uh, you know, kids at home and what can we do with them and that sort of thing. So it's a good book for that. In the back of the book, I have a couple of itineraries, some of which are seasonal, but some also which are family friendly. And so those seem to me the things that I put an additional emphasis on. And I can give you one quick example of that. And that would be the observatory. I had not included that in the first edition of the book. And I frankly decided that was a bit of an oversight on my part. But the Cincinnati Observatory over in Mount Lookout is a great place to visit and uh, something that is good for families. And it's a place where visits can still happen with social distancing. Okay, so let's talk about sports. You mentioned that. Um, Let's talk about we had this new um, facility being built for FC Mm -hmm. um, Cincinnati. Um, Your thoughts on that and the impact that will have, um, especially in that area, West End, kind of over the Rhine kind of area, and some of the new things that are on the horizon. Well, the the, the FC Stadium is certainly going to change uh, dramatically change that West End neighborhood. Already is. I mean, it's it's like a big spaceship landed there mm-hmm, adjacent mm-hmm. to Central Parkway. I see it every day on my way to and from work. Yeah, it's right near where I where I go to swim on a regular basis at the YMCA down there. So I uh, I see it regularly. I think that it's going to obviously have a big impact. It's going to bring big crowds there. We've had big crowds going to uh, Nippert Stadium for the the soccer uh, matches there and. Uh, uh, there, uh, unfortunately, this season with the uh, with the pandemic going on, they've been playing to empty houses there. But uh, the stadium is due to open up about a year from now, and uh, I think it's going to be a big attraction based on the appeal that we've already seen uh, for that. Uh, I have uh, 
also in the book included uh, doing things like going to Reds games and uh, Bengals games and things like that. We have to keep hoping that our teams are maybe going to going to pick up a little more momentum. But uh, we saw some life from the uh, from the Reds this season, and uh, mm-hmm. with the great new quarterback, I think the Bengals will be. Uh, uh, Coming, coming around eventually. So looking forward to those. And some of those are the kinds of things also that I have listed. All right. Again, in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Rick Pender. He is a Cincinnati journalist and author of the book, 100 Things to Do in Cincinnati, Editions 1 and 2. <laughs> we're talking about two right now. But let's talk about this, you know, with the global pandemic um, you know, people, as you mentioned, are looking for things to do, um, you know, outside the home. Let's talk about some things that you've come up with that, you know, from the book or just in general about Cincinnati that you can do during the pandemic that's open. Yes. Well, I've got a couple of good ideas for that, I think. One is Pyramid Hill. It's a sculpture park. It's up near Hamilton, Ohio. It's a beautiful outdoor park that has lots and lots of sculptures that are put into beautiful natural settings that really augment the the beauty of those works. It's outdoors. You can go there. You can rent a golf cart if you want to drive around and look at them. It's also a great place just to go and walk. And uh, it's a great place to take the family, get the, the kids some exercise, get out of the house and do that sort of thing. So that's really a perfect destination. If you don't want to go quite that far, if you're closer to downtown, one of the things that I recommend is uh, either doing a self-guided tour of the artworks murals that are all over downtown, or taking one of the, the artworks actually has volunteers who do guided tours of some of the murals, and they can talk and tell you more about the stories behind each of those murals and the subjects that they are doing. So those are, those are two things that uh, people might consider. Now, you are a theater buff. What impact is the global pandemic having on the theater, and what are you hearing from that community? Well, we just heard from two of our principal professional theaters, the Cincinnati Playhouse and the Cincinnati Shakespeare Company, although they were hoping to be able to bring back shows for the holiday season and then early in 2021. They've now decided that uh, based on limitations to how many people they can put in their theaters and that sort of thing, it's really not feasible for them to do that. So their plans now are to not put on any more productions this season, that would be through June or so, and then be ready to come back with a full-pledged theater season uh, in the fall of 2021. So it's a long time to wait. Most of them stopped producing shows back in March. So by the time that you know comes around, we're gonna, it's going to be about 15 or 16 months at least since we've had local onstage theater to go and see. Not not unlike Broadway. I mean, Broadway shut down around the same time, and they're talking about not being able to come back until the next, the fall of 2021. Now, let's talk about some of the must-dos here in Cincinnati, and I'll mention a particular group or uh, type of person, and you can tell me what you would um, recommend for okay. them. Okay. And you touched on this first. Let's talk about um, for families with um, children. Um, what would you advise or what would you recommend for them to do? Well, I, I've mentioned a couple of those things already uh, that I that I really like to uh, to suggest to people. Um, uh, some of which you have to be careful with in terms of social distancing and wearing masks. But uh, 
the sugar and spice restaurants, for instance, great fun place to go. They give uh, kids little rubber ducks when they uh, are there for a visit. They've got two locations now, and uh, at least the one in Over the Rhine that I'm familiar with has outdoor dining. So, so that's a good choice and a great place for kids. They've got what they call wispy thin pancakes, uh, lots of fun for, uh, for kids to, to eat. Uh, another uh, one that I think that uh, is worth, uh, worth checking out is uh, Crone Conservatory uh, in Eden Park. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, social distancing, but they've got shows going on there. They'll have a great holiday show coming up that involves poinsettias usually and some uh, uh, train model train displays. They have some great uh, reproductions of downtown Cincinnati buildings that are made out of natural plant products like tree bark and that sort of thing. Uh, again, you have to be careful with how many people are going to be there and wearing masks and all that sort of thing. But uh, but that's, uh, that's a good choice. Another choice would be going to the Museum Center, the old uh, Cincinnati Union Terminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, they're open. They have a great exhibit going on there about the Mayan civilization in Central America. Uh, it's all set up in ways that uh, in, enforces the social distancing. So that's a uh, Another good choice. And I mentioned the observatory, mm-hmm. a good place to go for stargazing. Okay. Now, you know, I have teenagers, and you talked about the museum center. I must yeah. mention, um, my boys, they love the museum it's center growing place. up. We were members for years, and mm-hmm. they loved going. We went, and especially in the summer, mm-hmm. we went there a lot. But now they are teenagers. Mm-hmm. What can we do with our teenagers? Uh, well, one of the things that I did uh, talk about that I thought was was fun, uh, although I'm a little I'm way beyond being a teenager myself, but <laughs> the scooters that we've got that are around our downtown area, uh, a lot of folks enjoy using those or the red bikes, which are both all of these are rentable things, mm-hmm. and you can go and take an excursion around uh, around downtown, and I think that's something that teenagers have a good time with. Another option just for traveling around downtown is the streetcar. It's it's available now. It's free. In fact, a lot of people need to know that the uh, the air handling systems on those have great filtration, so they uh, reduce a lot of the risk of uh, virus being passed. And the interior of the cars are blocked off so that people sit in a distanced manner. So you can do that. It's a great way to ride around downtown if you don't want to pedal a bike or push a scooter, uh, and see a lot of the sites that way. So those are a couple of choices that might be good to run off some of the excess energy that teenagers have. Okay. So for those that love the great outdoors. The great outdoors. Well, I mentioned um, the uh, uh, Pyramid Hill uh, Park, and that's uh, certainly one. Uh, The Riverfront Park, uh, the Smale Riverfront Park, is another great choice. And uh, one more that I like to point out to people are the murals. These are not artworks murals, but they are murals on the flood wall on the Covington side of the river uh, that is uh, uh, immediately adjacent to the suspension bridge. There are, uh, I believe there are 18 murals there that trace the history of Covington. And uh, it's very interesting. They're in chronological order from, uh, let's see, it would be from east to west or left to right as you face them. And you can sort of walk along and get a chronology of the history of Covington, which really is a microcosm of the history of our area. They've got stuff on there about about uh, the early settlers, about uh, people playing baseball, about bridges across the river, all of those kinds of things. So that's a, that's a great one. 
All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Rick Pender. He is here this morning talking about 100 things to do in Cincinnati. Now, what about those who just want time, peaceful time to reflect, to meditate? Um, (laughs) Is there such a place here in Cincinnati? Oh, I think so. I think that we have parks that uh, pr- particularly provide those opportunities. Uh, a park that uh, gets less uh, publicity, I guess, than uh, Washington Park, uh, but that people really seem to enjoy is the new Ziegler Park in Over the Rhine. But then there's also uh, Alt Park over in the Hyde Park area. And uh, if you go on a weekday afternoon, there may be people there, but those are really nice, placid places where you can go and maybe do a little meditation. You can find your Zen place there. Okay. Uh, What about history buffs? For those that love history, where should they go here in Cincinnati? Well, uh, I think that the, uh, a place that everybody should visit, and this is one of those, like you asked me about earlier, that people may have lived here a long time and never taken advantage of, and that's the William Howard Taft birthplace. It's in Mount Auburn on Auburn Avenue. It's where William Howard Taft was born, and grew up as a child. Uh, Taft was our 27th U.S. president, and he was the uh, also the 10th chief justice of the Supreme Court, uh, the only president who ever went on to serve on the Supreme Court. So he's a pretty unique guy in, uh, in that way. He was president back a little more than a century ago. Uh, the Taft name has a long Cincinnati history, and that house, uh, which is run by the National Park Service, has lots of stuff uh, you can see how a family lived back in that era, the 1840s, 50s, and 60s. Uh, and you can also, on the second floor, are a lot of historic photos from his uh, time uh, as a, an official in our government. He did many things prior to being president. He was Secretary of the Navy. He was ambassador to the Philippine Islands. And uh, there's lots of history about that there. And that's all still open. Uh, again, wear your mask and that sort of thing. But it's a, it's a great place to visit uh, for anybody who loves history. Otherwise, just walking around a place like Over the Rhine, there is so much history there uh, with the historic buildings there. We have a new museum that's uh, in the works called the Over the Rhine Museum, which is occasionally doing walking tours through some of the neighborhoods of Over the Rhine, particularly around Findlay Market. Uh, It's a great place to uh, uh, see what things were like back in the 1850s when Finley Market started operating and the latter part of the 19th century when a lot of historic architecture went up there. Okay. So I want to end things with one of my favorite subjects. Let's go back to food. Okay. Uh, We talked about what to eat. And if you're in the over the Rhine area, you know, I'm on the West side and there are several new rest, new restaurants that are popping up. Um, and I've tasted them. I've been there and they're great. Um, so let's talk about what's new in terms of, um, the dining scene here in Cincinnati. Where should we go? And, um, just your, your, um, recommendations there. Okay. Uh, Over the Rhine is where I know best, but uh, we've got lots of great restaurants. Uh, Covington has a great dining scene going on over there now. A uh, couple of good good places there. Uh, one called Frida's, which is based on uh, the artist Frida Kahlo uh, and uh, has a decor that is reminiscent of some of her artwork. So that's an interesting place to, uh, to check out. Um, I also uh, like to... Uh, Point people to um, let me. Here's a, here's a good tie. This is the Eagle, which mm-hmm. is in over the Rhine. Everybody mm-hmm. loves great chicken there. Mm-hmm. They've got another location now in Madeira, 
So if you're out on the east side of town, you don't have to come downtown. You can get that kind of chicken there. Uh, west side, I guess I'd have to ask you, have you found something good <laughs> over there? What's opened up over um, there? Nation. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. They're in the Pendleton district. They've been very popular, and they just opened a second location over there. And also new on the west side is Ivory House. It's a new upscale restaurant. And, of course, we have the new west side brewery that's probably been there for about two or three years now. Yeah, that's uh, right in Westwood, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. There's lots of, I mean, that Westwood Town Hall is a great anchor for activities there. And I've been to see theater in that in that facility. So it's a uh, uh, lot's happening around there. The uh, uh, Madcap Theater Company mm-hmm. also has uh, just opened up a facility there that uh, is an attraction for families. Mm-hmm. And there's a new high-end restaurant. So that whole area is just, um, I mean, if you go there and it's a nice weekend, the weather is nice, it's a good place to hang out. Yes, absolutely. It's a good place to hang out. All right, if our listeners would like more information on the books, um, how can they find out more information on the books, and how can they find out more information on you, Rick? More about me or the book, I have a Facebook page called uh, 100, the number 100 Things Cincy. I'm always looking for recommendations or people to comment about, well, how could you forget about whatever? So let me know that, and I'll post that on my Facebook page. So there's a, there's a good choice. People who are interested in getting the book, you can find it if you can find an open bookstore these days. Uh, Joseph Beth Booksellers does have it there with a lot of their in their section with a lot of local books, by books by local authors and that sort of thing. It's also available at Amazon.com. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Rick. I really do appreciate you taking time to talk to us this morning. It's been a pleasure to be with you, Rodney. Thank you. We've been speaking to Rick Pender, Cincinnati journalist and author of the book, 100 Things to Do in Cincinnati Before You Die, Second Edition. For more information on Rick, more information on the show, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Visit us there, like us there, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Stick around. We'll be back with more Sunday Morning Magazine in a moment. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.